It's Rich Grimshaw coming at you again with a daily podcast practice show, this time for Friday, July 2nd of 2021. Two more days until Independence Day here in the United States of America. Today, today, today is my kind of day. You know why? You want to know why? I'm glad you asked. It's because nationaltoday.com, one of my favorite websites, tells me it's World UFO Day. Wow, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't even know there was such a thing. But somebody needs to tell the folks over at nationaltoday.com that it's no longer UFOs. They're UAPs, at least I think it's UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, Phenomenons. I think it's UAP. So maybe to celebrate, we should read the newly released military report on UAPs? Should we? Nah. There's just not anything interesting in there, so I will let it lie. Aliens are here, folks. Aliens are here. They will reveal themselves when the time is right and all will be revealed. And then it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. I just don't know. Can't make up my mind. I'm not worried because I don't think they're going to be ready for a long time. Although they did a pretty good job with that condo down in Miami. Yeah, breaking that apart and making it come down. That was that was pretty spectacular. That was an alien trick for sure. Our word of the day, I have a new source for our word of the day. I've gone to funkandwagnalls.com. Yeah, Funk and Wagnalls from back from the 60s where they would say on Laugh-In, look that up in your Funk and Wagnall. Our word of the day from funkandwagnalls.com is stout, S-T-O-U-T. Let's go to some usage. Keep up a stout heart. That's from Polly of the Hospital Staff by Emma C. Dowd. Haven't read that. Well then, tomorrow be it, said I. So I wished him a good night and a stout heart to hear his fortune withal. Charles O'Malley, The Irish Dragoon, Volume 2 of 2 by Charles Lever. And our third example, Jack glanced out and saw the stout man passing in his cab. From Jack Hayden's Quest by John Finnemore. So that's it. Our word of today is stout Try using that in a text message today, why don't you? So let me tell you about a recent occurrence. Wednesday night, Jan and I went to dinner at a restaurant for the very first time since March last year when COVID shut down everything. So that's what, 15 months ago? And we went to a bonefish grill because we like bonefish grill. Now, my friend, Simple Joe, has said publicly on air on his podcast that he's never been to a bonefish grill. So Joe... We went for you, and I'm here to tell you, buddy, you liked it. It was really good. I had a very simple sirloin steak. Sirloin's not the best cut of steak out there, but darn it, it was good. It was a nice, thick cut. They cooked it well, had a good flavor. Jan had mahi-mahi. I can tell you that our vegetables were fresh. They were delicious. They were not overcooked. They were not undercooked. They were just really good, and the service was good, too. So this is not a paid endorsement. This is just my honest reporting that we went to a restaurant for the first time in 15 months. It was the Bonefish Grill down in Athleta, Georgia, and we liked it. So, Joe, find one around you and take the family out, why don't you? I want to follow up on my mention of Alfred Hitchcock's cameo appearances in his movies. I went to wikipedia.com, the free multilingual open collaborative online encyclopedia created and maintained by a community of volunteer contributors using a wiki-based editing system. And I looked him up, and here's what it said. So I probably looked this up before, and that's why I have so much of the information at my fingertips yesterday. 
English film director Alfred Hitchcock made cameo appearances in 40 of his 54 surviving major films. That's a pretty big percentage. Looks to be maybe 75%, between 75 and 80%. For the films in which he appeared, he would be seen for a brief moment in a non-speaking part as an extra, such as boarding a bus, crossing in front of a building, standing in an apartment across the courtyard, or even appearing in a newspaper photograph. During the filming of The Lodger, Hitchcock later said his cameo came about at the last minute because the actor who was supposed to play the bit part of a telephone operator didn't show up, so Hitchcock filled in for him. This playful gesture became one of his trademark signatures, and fans would make a sport of trying to spot his cameos. As a recurring theme, and this I did not know, he would carry a musical instrument. Especially memorable was the double bass case that he wrestles onto the train at the beginning of Strangers on a Train. In his earliest appearances, he filled in as an obscure extra in crowds or walking through scenes in long camera shots. His later appearances became more prominent, such as when he turns to see Jane Wyman's disguise as she passes him in stage fright and in stark silhouette in his final film. <clears throat> and in stark. <laughs> I'll get this right. And in stark silhouette in his final film, Family Plot. And here's the bit of information that I picked up somewhere along the way. His appearances became so popular that his appearances became so popular that he began to make them earlier in his films so as not to distract the audience from the plot. So there you go. 40 of 54 surviving major films he made cameo appearances. I wonder if he got paid for that. And finally, Another look into the revival of Polaroid film. I'm disappointed in what I've been able to find or not been able to find. The closest thing I have is an article from the New York Times, and this is from, well, there's no date on it, but I'll just, it says it's filed under student opinion, so I don't know where this comes from, but it's titled, What Old Technology Do You Think Is Cool? Question mark. Why do you think there's so much interest in obsolete technologies like Polaroid instant cameras, record players, Atari game systems, or VHS tapes? Oh, here we go. It's by Shannon Doyne, Doyne, yeah, D-O-Y-N-E, and Michael Gon Goncher, Goncar, February 22nd of 2021. This is fresh. Students in U.S. high schools can get free digital... Oh, that's an advertisement. The article says, do you think old technology is cool? Do you appreciate vinyl records, for example, or Polaroid cameras, eight-track tapes, or printed newspapers? What do you find appealing about these items that our modern world has already made, or may still make, obsolete? In the 2016 article, Why Vinyl Records and Other Old Technologies Die Hard, Nick Bil Bilton wrote, for a glimpse of what teenagers are into these days, all you have to do is visit Abbott Kinney Boulevard in the Venice neighborhood of Los Angeles. On weekend nights, the half-mile shopping drag is packed with style-conscious kids who traipse past coffee shops, ice cream parlors, and boutiques, often while taking selfies. Yet one of the most popular destinations for these teenagers is a white, single-story building with pink letters on the roof that spell VNL. <laughs> VN. YL. Why not? Because we're not allowed to have vowels in our words. The store sells vinyl records, and the kids who gather here are often in awe. Nick Alt, the founder of Vinyl, says, quote, I'd say half the teens who hang out in my store have never seen a record player before. They will walk up to the turntable, and they have no concept where to put the needle. But once they figure out that the needle goes into the outermost groove, those smartphone-toting teenagers are hooked. 
Vinyl Records has a drug. Here's another article, style article from this past weekend. Hannah Selinger writes about the demand for old VHS tapes. The last VCR, according to Dave Rodriguez, 33, a digital repository librarian at Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida, was produced in 2016 by Fune Electric in Osaka, Japan. But the VHS tape itself may be immortal. Today, a robust marketplace exists, both virtual and in real life, for this ephemera. On Instagram, sellers tout videos for sale, like the 2003 Jerry Buckheimer film Kangaroo Jack, a comedy involving a beauty salon owner, played by Jerry O'Connell, and a kangaroo. (laughs) Asking price? $190. Mr. O'Connell commented on the post from his personal account writing, Hold steady. Price seems fair. It is a classic. If $190 feels outrageous for a film about a kangaroo accidentally coming into money, and it does, consider the price of a limited edition copy of the 1989 Disney film The Little Mermaid, which is listed on Etsy for $45,000. Anything that you can think of is on a VHS tape because You've got to think, it was a revolutionary piece of media, says Josh Schaefer, 35, of Raleigh, North Carolina, a founder and the editor-in-chief of Lunchmeat Magazine and LunchmeatVHS.com. Boy, there's a niche market for you. Which are dedicated to the appreciation and preservation of VHS. He, He says, quote, It was a way for everyone to capture something and then put it out there. Oh, that's so poetic, unquote. There is, Mr. Schaefer says, just so much culture packed into VHS, from reels depicting family gatherings to movies that just never made the jump to DVD. Mr. Schaefer owns a few thousand tapes himself, and his collection, he says, includes a little bit of everything, including other people's home videos. There's more about VHS, but uh, we don't get to uh, Polaroid cameras. It's just not in there. But maybe that will bring some insight. I don't know. I'm going to look at these articles and see if I can't track down something, some lead that will bring me closer to Polaroid cameras because that is my ultimate quest to find those. That's a wrap for today. Look, we've gone way, way past the average time, so we're going to cut it. We're going to finish it. We're done. We're finished. Stick a fork in it. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. 